Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You need to know exactly where your food's coming from. That's the, the clientele that write the menu every week. Keeping your eyes open and your ear to the ground, essentially, and listening to what people are growing. The integrity, that, that provenance, that ability to not just know where something came from, but to really know the, the ins and outs of how it was raised is really important. G'day and welcome to another Capital Cookbook 3 podcast. This is the Quicksand Food Connection. My name's Stefan Postuma. Today, I speak with Clément and Abel from Le Bistronome in Braden. Le Bistronome is a fantastic French bistro, and these guys, both Frenchmen, have opened it together, Clément as the head chef and Abel as the sommelier and front of house manager, to provide fantastic French food to Canberra. They've both been in the industry a long time, and they speak about their experience in Canberra and how they came about putting together the concept for Le Bistronome. This podcast begins with a conversation with Clément about starting the business, his menu and the dishes that he gave us for the Capital Cookbook 3. And then about halfway through, I bring in Abel, who speaks about how he approaches his wine list. I always enjoy talking to these guys, so I also hope that you enjoy my conversation with Clément and Abel from Le Bistronome in Braden. Good to talk to you again. Good My to see pleasure. you again. My pleasure. It's good to see you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we've changed locations now. So yeah. we're here at Le Bistronome. Le Bistronome. And how long have you been open for now? Two years. Two years now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Two years in September. Yeah. So like uh, two months of two years. Yeah, much. cool. Yeah. Um, tell me about your original sort of decision to move and... Yeah, start, start. Tell me about your original decision to move. And well, I mean, like, the decision uh, is pretty simple. It's, it's, it's not a decision. It's, it was just uh, always a dream. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, uh, I, I think any, uh, any chefs get into the career, in, into the, that profession, in the hope one day to own your own business. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So, so yeah, it was just, uh, was just uh, uh, an accomplishment of, uh, of a dream. And... Uh, and now it is. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. what was that dream? What was the idea that you had in your head? Uh, like what? Tell just, us. Like just, a, just be, 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 be your own, be your own boss. Do you know what I mean like uh, be your own boss? I mean, it, for me, it's for me, it's way more. Uh, it's it's a dream, and it's a plan. Yeah, I uh, always been a man with a plan. Do you know what I mean? So in the sense that uh, from when I was fifteen. That I started to dream about cooking and 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 Kaya. Uh, my mom told me, "Well, it's simple. If you want to become a chef, there's two kind of chef. There's the little chef that stays in a in in, in, in uh, employee all his life uh, in a small cafe, bistro, whatever, and uh, and and never move from that. Do you know what I mean? Yep. 
And in that case, my mom was like, well, if that's what you want to become, I disagree. Like, uh, I'm not going to pay for your study and all that stuff. Or there's a chef like Alain Ducasse or no, no, that takes their job as a career. Do you know what I mean? And, and uh, have Im- ambition and push the limits to, to, to get through this. Do you know what I mean? So for me, from that point, it always been, okay, well, I want to push towards the top and mm-hmm. I want to push to the best that I can. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, cool. Now, the best that I can uh, as, a, as a personal uh, uh, mission was to to own my restaurant. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, and uh, and now now it is. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Cool. I finally own my restaurant. Uh, now, as I said, like I'm a, I'm a man with a plan. Uh, in my head, is always been structured. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like uh, from from twenty to thirty, uh, I had to uh, really work hard. I do the the, the the Michelin star, the 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 hours, the you know, put all the effort that I could. To by the age of thirty, own my own restaurant, yeah. and uh, and now I own my restaurant, and new plans are coming on board, and like yeah, it's just yeah, awesome. it's almost just the beginning. Like my career, you know, like the the working phase was just setting up my career. Now I own my restaurant. It's just the beginning of another career. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So pretty much. Um, and then so tell us about Le Bistronome. Like, what what can people expect when they come here? Um. Love. Love. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> love. Because at the end of the day, so Libistronum, what it means exactly, it's uh, the, the, the fusion beco- between uh, gastronomy and bistronomy. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like, and the bistro. So me and Abel, my business partner, uh, we both got exactly the same uh, career evolution. We both, uh, well, obviously French, do you know what I mean? But we both passionate by uh, hospitality, both did the Michelin star, both did the, the hours, both did the hard work and and, and, uh, and we both met in Canberra and decided that there was no French, real French restaurant in Canberra and, and there was a hole in the market. Canberra needed his own French restaurant. So, um, but together we, we didn't want to do fine dining. Mm. We didn't want to do uh, uh, the high pressure. We thought that financing was a bit dying off anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like in the stuck up way and mm. blah blah blah. People just prefer something way more casual and way more comfortable. Do you know what I mean? But still giving the quality of the service, the quality of the wine list, uh, and the quality of the food. Yeah, basically. Awesome. So 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 the fusion of all of that basically was the bistronomy, mm-hmm. which which you take high standard. Uh, quality produce but put them in a very casual relaxed atmosphere so yeah. I, I think that's what you can expect from Le Bistronome it's, it's just uh, no pretension no headache just just what I what I much enjoy from here is just uh, looking at every single night of the week to a full restaurant where you see people having fun smiling it's buzzy it's noisy but it's really uh, good at convivial. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That's what it is. It's convivial. And that's why we specialized in, in the shared dish as well. Do you know what I mean? Like the beef wellington, like uh, the veal wellington at the moment, um, the duck, the whole duck to share, mm-hmm. the ribeye, the piglet. It's what, what you got in, in dish to share is that conviviality. It's like the dish 
comfort food. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's mom. Mom comes and brings the dish on the middle of the table, and and you're sharing. And yeah. I think that's that's the uh, essence of 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 cooking and eating and going out in restaurant. Mm. It's just sh it's not just food. It's not just wine. It's not just service. It's just uh, having a good time with your friend. And I think we're forgetting a bit more uh, that these days. You know, with those master chef and stuff, people are like, oh my god, they all food critic and they all coming to judge you and all that stuff. At the end of the day, that's not the point. You're coming here to have a good time. Yeah. So let us make you have an experience. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Stop. Uh, uh, overthinking everything, do you know what I mean? Stop thinking, oh well, that wasn't fine dining enough. Oh, that was a bit. Uh, that was this. Just, just relax and have a good time. I agree. And that's what we just all about. It's just trying to to educate the people of uh, you're not here to judge or anything. You're here to have a good time. Yeah. So chill. That's it. Pretty much. I know. And the and the yeah. atmosphere here definitely works like that as you say it's not pretentious it's it's like a french bistro you know that's a place it. that's that's it it's built around the food it's built around yeah. good food and everything yeah. else comes second you know what and, I mean? and like, we're lucky and that we've got a building that's got quite a, a strong history in camera as mm. well which fits with the french theme do you know what i mean because that uh, this used to be the first bakery in Canberra, called Oco, uh, at Coggins, mm -hmm. bakery uh, Coggins, you know what i mean and my uh my uh mother-in-law when she was young used to come and pick up bread and milk from here <laughs> yeah. so when i took the place she was really like emotionally shocked thinking like oh my god like this is this is a uh, a place mythic for camera you know I mean? uh so yeah it and as you say it's unpretentious you don't come here for the fit out like seriously you, know yeah, I mean? exactly. you don't come here for the for the 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 the, the Deco, the, the chair, or the, the exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? sort of you come here for having a good time. That's it. Yeah, and that's why we want people to come in. Well, that's it. Just to have a good time and enjoy. And I yeah. think that I, I, I think maybe one of the cool things about that, especially if people aren't familiar with yourself or your food, yeah. is that they might walk into here and go, "Oh, okay, this is just like a classic bistro." But then when they sit down and and also reading the menu, you know, you, you know. Um, beef wellington and duck a l'orange and it's the classic sort of style dishes exactly but then when it's served it's yeah. got the level of sophistication presentation exactly. um and quality that that you've sort of put together through your experience exactly yeah. and that's that's the whole point that's where that's where we um we like to impress in a way it's uh, not into uh uh well I mean, obviously the place itself don't speak that much you know what i mean but then when the, the food comes uh, it's uh, how do you say um, under promise over deliver yes that's what we're trying to yes, exactly. you know, that's what we, we're aiming for it's, it's really surprising people with, with presentation with quality of ingredients uh, in a very unpretentious place mm. yeah and the quality of the service as well like uh, for us it's really uh, for me and Abel we very understood that uh, a good restaurant is not just a good food a good chef with whatever you know what I mean? it's a good chef with a good waiter that knows how to look after people with a good wine list in a good atmosphere and if you if one of those things is missing in the equation then it's not a good restaurant mm. you know yeah exactly. Yeah. so like we we really work on everything yeah exactly yeah. i think it's important yeah. to focus on that sort of stuff exactly. with a place the size of this as well yeah it's good to it's good to be able to manage that sort of stuff as well i yeah. think a lot of places um you know like you say places 
over deliver on fit out they over deliver on sort of the the trendiness of the menu perhaps yeah. and then when it comes to service it just falls down and exactly. it doesn't matter how good the fit out is or how good the food is if the service is terrible like you can still have a bad night you know exactly what I mean? yeah, 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 so. yeah yeah definitely yeah. um let's talk about the dishes that you gave us for the book mm-hmm. yeah. um i think beef wellington's a good dish for a recipe book because yeah. it's something that it's 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 one of those yeah. cool dishes that you cook on a Sunday. I, I just have to precise it's it, this one is veal Wellington. Oh, the veal Wellington. It's the veal Wellington. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. It's still do you do beef Wellington here as well, or just veal? Uh, we used to do beef at the beginning. Yeah. And uh, and then we changed to veal just to just to, to do give it a, different. something different. Yeah. yeah. Uh, veal's got a different texture. It's got a different. Um, uh, subtle flavor as well in the in the in in, in the pastry and uh, it just gives you a different depth but yep. in the dish. Do you know what I mean? So it's just a little variation that uh, it's not a massive difference, but it's it makes its own uh, mm. own little thing pretty much. What's yeah. the what's the trick yeah. to having your meat perfectly cooked inside there? Because it's not like other things. Because it's all wrapped up in a parcel and yeah. you know. So. <laughs> Realistically speaking, uh, I sous vide all my yeah, meat. Of course. I sous vide all my meat. Uh, that gives me precision and, yeah. and, and, and yeah. guarantee that it works every time. So the the, the sous vide technique is like uh, this is this is the cool thing with uh, I think the food we're doing here. It's uh, we're trying to keep it very very traditional in a way, very uh, close to uh, uh, t- typical recipes. Do you know what I mean? We're not trying to. Uh, blow bubbles or smokes or whatever in the air do you know what I mean it's not that but however to get to the best traditional uh, reci- uh, result do you know what I mean we use modern technique mm-hmm. and and that's I think that's why it gives uh, the the food such a a, a, a precise good result yeah. is that basically <coughs> we use every single new technique, a modern technique, yeah, to recreate old school dishes. Yeah. And it works. It works fine. Because we're not stepping away from the the actual dish. We're not trying to deconstruct uh, Wellington or is your beef, is your duck cell and here's your little puff pastry crumb of uh, whatever. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like uh, no, just keep the dish what it is because it's a classic. It's a classic for a reason. It's a classic because it works. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, it works together. It works in the way you eat it, in the way you... Do you know what I mean? Now, you try to de- deconstruct or whatever or, 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 or muck around too much fuck with around. the... Yeah, fuck around <laughs> with the tradition, with the classic, then you get something completely different that might not work. I don't try to do that. I just try to take the classic dish and and get as close as I can to tradition with modern technique. Yeah. And the modern technique only gives me basically precision and, 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 and ex- exactitude on yeah. on the thing. Nice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So so that's yeah. It makes it makes my life easier cool. basically to, 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 to get closer to the to to the actual dish. Yeah. You know well, I mean? and, and yeah. having those classics on the menu I think you know, there's so much available out there with what you're talking about. Where there's yeah. there's you know innovative and and really different things being being done. But coming to a restaurant and ordering a beef Wellington or a veal Wellington, it's not very common. You can't find it anymore. So coming mm. and just having a comfortable yeah. dish that's really well executed and is something exactly. special. That, I mean, like to 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 not being able to find it anywhere else, it's one thing. But to not being able to find it 
that well executed it's another thing exactly I, I think it's, it's, that's what makes the difference is that uh, we take uh, special dishes but we do them well yes you know I mean? like I mean you can go down the road and have a beef wellington and yeah. we tried it I'm not gonna put a name <laughs> but we went down the road <laughs> and had a beef wellington and like, I mean he uh, Abel really wanted to try it yeah and I was like man I wouldn't go there he regretted it <laughs> he was like oh my god what have I done I'm like yeah I told you <laughs> that, so like yeah it's, it's not just uh uh, doing a before intern is really trying to do it well. Do you yeah, know what I mean? that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you want to talk us through the trout dish? The trout dish. Well? Yeah. yeah, the trout dish is um, it's very very simple dish basically. It's an interpretation of um, of uh, escabeche, what we call escabeche. Escabeche basically it's um, usually we do mackerel or yeah mackerel uh, al escabeche. Uh, escabeche is basically a, a, a term from the south of France that calls for shaved pickled vegetables so the mackerel is just um, usually cooked in a in a vinegary sauce do you know what I mean and all those vegetables are pickled in it basically so to do a little variation we're using trout because we like to use regional product mm -hmm. uh, produce so trout from Jindabain uh, just up the road um, and uh, and we just basically chef some fennel pickled carrots and uh, and I've got like a lemon, um, confit lemons on it, and uh, we serve it with a salted cod croquette just to really bring a different texture and dimension to the dish. Mm. So you've got the hot and cold. You got the cold trout cured uh, and the hot uh, croquette of the salt cold croquette, and then uh, you've got the crumb which gives you the crunch. Then you've got the pickled vegetables that gives you the acidity that really binds the whole thing. And then you've got the sweetness of the confit lemon zest that just finish your savory, acid, salty, and, and, and sour. Do you know what I mean? And like in a whole French dish, you just covered all your taste. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's, uh, it's, it's dishes that looks very simple, that are very easy executed, but to eat uh, have got a complexity and a depth that is is meant to uh, really just just you got high you got low you got salty you got sweet you got sour you got everything yeah in, in one plate yeah it's pretty beautiful much. Yeah, yeah I think one thing that I've noticed about your food over the years as well is that um, for me, when I put a dish on a plate, you can tell that a man's done it. Mm. <laughs> but I think that when you put dishes on plates, mm. you can either tell that it, you can tell that a French man's done it, or someone with a little yeah. bit of creativity and artwork. Yeah. You've got that nice sort of elegant touch to your presentation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like uh, well, that's something that I mean. Uh, I've always been very artistic. Yeah. Uh, I love the uh, artistic part of cooking. Uh, cooking is a very, very macho man world, do you know what I mean? It's very uh, uh, sex joke all day long, do you know what I yeah. mean? But, uh, or sexist joke all day long, yeah. do you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, um, I grew up with my mum and just my mum. And, uh, and, and I think that developed a femininity that I don't reject right. or accept, do you know what I mean? And it gives in my artistic touch that femininity that just uh, I like things pretty yeah. I, I like I like I like pretty things you know yeah. I mean? yeah so so at the end of the day everything I touch uh, I, I would never be able to just send slurp on the on the plate it's just, I 
can't do it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And if it's slurp, it goes straight back to the chef that tried to send it. That's like it. It's, it's, <laughs> just, it's just my food. I'm, I'm, it has to be pretty. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, when you're thinking about a dish then, you know, if you're thinking about putting a new dish on the menu, when you yeah. decide on how you're going to present something, is it a bit of a process or does it just all sort of happen quite naturally? Do you have it in your head when you think about putting that dish on the menu? So usually uh, when, I, when I make a menu, like a, a la carte menu, uh, first of all, so well, I mean, first of all, there's the construction of the dish. So which is like, oh, what am I going to do? Like, uh, okay, well, I want to do uh, escabeche. Let's go uh, start with the theme. Do you know what I mean? Then theme, uh, I need to find a trick because like all my dish has to have a little trick. So like a beef Wellington, oh, let's do veal Wellington, mm-hmm. little trick. Keep it natural, keep it traditional, but little trick, little something. We do creme brulee, oh, well, I don't want to do just a creme brulee. Let's set it on fire. The creme brulee comes in, is on fire at the restaurant. Right? Um, uh, let's do duck al orange in the ash crust. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? There's always a little trick to the dish just to give that little excitement you know I mean then uh, obviously there's flavor combination because like okay you take as I said the escabeche it's not just the idea of doing an escabeche you've got to have uh, flavor highs and lows and you got to have texture creamy crunchy no 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 so you think about all of that then uh, when I've got all my ingredients together and, and in my head then I drew the picture. I drew, I drew. Really? Okay. And like most of my uh, menus, and I can show you, uh, I've got some example of, of design. Uh, I, I, I draw all the dishes before to give it to my chefs. Then I do the recipe, so recipe card, mise en place list with a picture. So they've got an idea of what it should look like. Now, that's an idea drew out of my head. Do you know what I mean? So it's not always... Uh, accurate it's not always working on the plate you know what I mean yeah. so from that picture then I just play with the ingredients because you you can't like ingredients never looks the same never has the same shape never has the do you know what I mean? you've got you've got phenol you've got flour you've got lemon you've got do you know what I mean? it's never gonna always be the same so from that you need to adapt it on the plate mm. and to make it work yep. so it's so the end touch comes very naturally as oh no that doesn't look nice boom you just change you do something else mm. yeah but like if you're regular customers of uh, mine let's say you notice that uh, my plates are never plated the same anyway really like a lot of chefs say consistency consistency yeah I'm consistently good yeah <laughs> that's my uh, rule I'm consistently good now uh, if you um, uh, if you expect the dish to come back and look exactly the same it won't look exactly the same because I always adaptate and after a while you get bored as well you get bored of plating one dish in the same way so you just same ingredient just plate it differently yeah but that's that's I don't know like that's me and uh, probably the fact that I've got really big creativity so yeah. I need to I need to feed that creativity otherwise I get bored yeah, yeah, exactly. And but Pretty that much. structure that you're telling me about is like yeah. the idea, and then having a bit of a formula that yeah. you stick to about creating a dish yeah. is something that allows you to be consistently good, like you say. Exactly. Because there, yeah. I think there might be, you know, there's there there are some people out there that have an idea, but they don't put it through a process before yeah. it turns into a dish. It's yeah. just a bit of an idea, and then they just start putting ingredients together, and and maybe it doesn't come together as nicely. Yeah. And no. and presentation wise as well, like it's it's something to think about before you actually 
you, you know, like during the process of creating the dish itself, not necessarily think, at the end. Yeah, exactly. You think about the ingredient, like, you know, when I make a dish as well, I was saying, I think about uh, the flavors, I think about the textures, yeah? There's another thing that comes on board as well, is the, the colors. Yes. Like, I, I, I work in, uh, like, in my head, I would not put two ingredients together, like, that the color don't fit together. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, like, uh, I, my flavors works really visual in my head. Do you know what I mean? I go from the colors matching, and then match the flavor that goes with it as well. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So like everything needs to match. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If uh, if if the if 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 I got like a, a brand on brand on brand on brand, it look disgusting on the plate. I would never do that. Yeah. You never find a dish that will be brand 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 on the plate. Like I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. It just won't look good. Yeah. And I, and I, you know it. Do you know what I mean? So I yeah I always try to use lots of color. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, you know, when partnering up with Clement, yeah, yeah. when you had this conversation and um, about the food style that you guys yeah. wanted to do here, how did, how did you go about thinking about which, which sort of wines you want to serve and putting it together with the men? Uh, actually, the idea, like, um, by trade, I was, I always been a sommelier. So I thought, um, so when we actually came here, I wanted something a bit simple. Yeah. Like, not like a, like a huge wine list where you get, like, you get lost to it. Um, and initially, so I did a wine list where actually I put like uh, Australian wine and French, and I realized actually Australian people were going to their comfort zone. Yeah. So and I wanted to change that actually. So I thought, why would you have actually some local wine, or not local, but if you want like uh, some Barossa Valley wine, you can have it anytime. So exactly. I mean, why coming to a French restaurant and and it's a pity to try not to try something else. So actually, I limited, and the direction I took is. Uh, pretty much doing uh, French and local to support the local community. That's really a French kind of thing as well, like where we really like to showcase what our region is capable of and the product we can produce. Yeah. Um, so we've got like a great wines actually from, from Canberra district, such as Glenakila, Wimbaleri, um, so we, uh, and others of course. But um, so, and a big focus on French wine where they've got um, Celix likes selected as well like some uh, particular vineyards and particular winemakers um, so I wanted actually people as well with that passion behind yeah. it. so it's not like mass production wine so it's more like boutique style where they actually believe in their um, their sense of terroir you know, and yeah. so and uh, so they produce the best grape they can grow into that s- special vineyards and stuff like that so I actually the one is that designing it that way yeah, nice. uh, where actually you've got different different varietals some French varietal which is um, indigenous from uh, from south of France and some other areas, um, and uh, also like example, uh, good example. I've got Champagne. Uh, I don't have the bring the big brand. I don't have Moëté Chandon or all those mass production like which is served around the world. Yeah. Some people have the misconception of actually uh, thinking like oh they've got their vineyards, but no, they don't because otherwise they couldn't mm. sell all around the world how many bottles of Moëté Chandon it is. Exactly. So, so they buy and you know so it's a big business company in a way, uh, which is standard good quality because there's some good professional people doing the mix, the mix, but like here I don't have any of those. Mm. I just have like. Um, like uh, single wine producers, yeah, nice uh, wine grower producers, and so focusing on one grape with their vineyard, doing everything from scratch. Yeah. So you see the quality behind it, yeah. and you see the difference and the, the 
the different uh, type of wines. Cool. And that's pretty much so what, what we do with the wine list. Yeah, nice. I always have a little stash as well, which is my personal stash. I've got some at home, otherwise all customers will drink it, of course. Yeah. But uh, I always leave a little stash as well of upper markets, yeah. uh, French stuff. So people like usually say, oh, what's a little stash up there? So yeah. oh, you, you've got that, that, and like the unique stuff with bag vintages. Yeah. People got happy with that as well, yeah, so cool. for special occasions. That's so cool. yeah, that's that was the direction I nice. took. Yeah, and do, do you find that people, when they come to a place like this that has a, such a casual atmosphere, yeah. that they're sort of um, impressed by impressed by the level of wine service and and your knowledge and having someone that can really tell them, you know, about what they're drinking. I, I think the what is surprising is we really made a casual environment mm. and actually so if you walk in and you check the menu and say oh yeah that seems to be okay and all of a sudden you sit down and you see oh the food looks so pretty and oh it's so different and and so i i think you can be a bit impressed by it and you can see oh well you take the one is you have no idea what's going on and you go a recommendation to try this and that and actually so i think it's more what we bring to people it's it's more of a, of a full-on French experience because everyone on the floor as well speaks French. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, I'm really full-on as well. Yeah. Um, since uh, we took over that restaurant, my wife tell me that I've got a thicker accent. <laughs> so yeah, my accent came Spending back. too much time with Clement. Yeah, so that's it. So the <laughs> accent came back fully. Um, and uh, so that's the thing, you know, and you push it, you know, you, like the idea is, People will come here. It's like oh, they feel they in France. You see, it's like a it's a cheap airfare to France yeah. in a way, <laughs> where you've got French wine, and then so most of it it's wine. You know, I'm French. I know my French wines because I was so tra- like uh, trained somebody in France. So of course, I know yeah. I know more about French wine than some Australian, and they surely knows more about Australian wine than I do. You see, but. Um, by bringing those different wines, different varietals, those people say, oh, that's interesting, that's cool, they talk about it. And I always like, I like to have the connection where I can give to people uh, contacts as well. Yeah. Which means like, uh, I give like, oh, this, they, they really enjoy the wine. I say, look, I can give you the contact, you can get it from this guy. Usually they're a very small importer. They've got their own company, it's a one-man show. Mm-hmm. You know, they import cool. it themselves. They do all the big shots in Sydney or Melbourne. And that's all they do, they're really boutique They've got their niche market. And, and that's, that's like bringing people together, you see. Um, yeah. Even customers who actually go, back, go to France, say, oh, do you know there, you know? So I always give a couple of addresses and stuff. That's cool. So even in wine, like to meet some uh, winemakers or which vineyards or, you know, so that's always nice because the wine list we've got like all around France. Mm-hmm. So if some people go to Burgundy, I've got some address for them that's in Burgundy nice. and say, oh, you know, I drink a wine in, in Canberra. That's it. You see, that's this connection which is actually forgotten by yeah. people. More and more it becomes like a big industry and we forget like the exactly the, the, the people contacts you know and it's and also something that that people take away from dining here at the restaurant yeah. it, it creates a personal connection between them and the restaurant not that's just right, yeah. not just we went there and ate a meal and left and we don't remember anything about it. we met the sommelier we're, you know and we're going to France and we're going to go visit a vineyard that's and it they talk about it that's right so the idea is that is to just to create a connection yep. with people because like uh, the direction that like, wine takes as well you can see like many um, many people who are actually a wine connoisseur or really enjoy wine it becomes like into a, I feel a little bit in a snobbish it takes a, a snobbish road in a way mm. um, which is actually 
a little bit of a pity because beyond it is just the winemaker which produce wine mm. and then so if you see the winemakers you drink a couple of bottles of wine that's 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 actually more of sharing and then and, and not actually say oh i know more i like it more I, you know it's not of course there is good quality wine but you just enjoy it with the company and not like like uh, demolishing a wine because it. It, the, 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 it's faulted for this or that or that or that. <laughs> Behind is a winemaker who will get up every morning at 6 a.m. and then so checking out the weather and which he can't control to produce the best he can. So, so I think we should have this little respect and also have this all these connections down down the line, especially with um, into the restaurant. So yeah, just yeah, you know, like you support it. You know the winemaker. You know the the importer, and then so it makes a. It's a snowball. Everyone actually like start to know yeah, everyone exactly. and enjoy it more. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Awesome. Mm. All right, man. Thanks Good. for talking to me. No worries. Cheers. Thanks for listening to my chat with the guys from Le Bistro Nom. If you want to find out more about them, you can visit their website, which is lebistronom.net. And if you want more of these podcasts, you can visit our website, quicksandfood.com, where you can get the whole Capital Cookbook 3 season, or you can download them on iTunes and on Stitcher. If you want to find out more about us, you can visit us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram at quicksandfood, and you can visit our website, quicksandfood.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you again next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.